man, is that the Rock News Weekly Podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is Rock News Weekly. Every week, we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Follow us on all social media platforms at Rock News Weekly for our quick one-minute weekly update videos. And please give the episode a five-star rating if you enjoy the episode. Now on to this week's episode. All right, it's time for the Rock News Weekly Podcast. What's up, everybody? Chris here as well as Charles. hey We got lots to talk about this week, so let's get to it. Charles, how's your uh, week going? How's the weekend going, man? My week has been crazy, but uh, but super fun. Um, I fought off a giant minotaur wow, on no Friday. Kidding. No yep. kidding. And, uh, That's unusual. Yep. And I started a band, became super famous, uh, got heavy into the rock life uh the drug life and wow so you and already everything you already did all that huh? it was all on friday and then and then i peaked and i reached my pinnacle and i had a sad moment where i lost all my friends and then i right. I, I, I got really discovery yep i went face down into a pool and then there like i actually saw my life flash in front of my eyes and wow. decided i was gonna give back to the community so i started a fun drive for for kids that um that have no uh left ring finger Wow, and, um, that's oddly specific. Yep. And then by Saturday, everything was back to normal. No I was kidding. Back to my family life. I was a family man. Like everything was was kosher. That's that's wild. Yeah, I didn't do anything. You didn't do anything. No, it's just been the same. Oh, that's, literally yeah. the same thing all week. It's a lot like my week. Yeah, yeah. no, not that's quite. Cool. I mean, a, you had quite a bit going on there. I mean, you know, there's a Disney movie <laughs> okay. contract and everything. Right, that's awesome. Cool. Awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll check it out this week. We got lots to talk about in the rock world. Uh, this week, season four, episode 29, July 18th, 2022, three men are charged with stealing and trying to sell the handwritten lyrics for Hotel California. What is the deal with that? We will find out. The remaining members of Pantera announce a tour that's going to take place in 2023. Mm. People are kind of, um, you know, mixed feelings on this. Mm-hmm. Ozzy going to be at Comic-Con in San Diego this week. We'll find out why. Rage Against the Machines, Zach De La Rocha injuring his leg at a recent show in Chicago. Plus, this week in rock and roll history, trivia, weekly, WTF, uh, all that good stuff that we do every week. Everything's up, rocknewsweekly.com. Make sure you guys check it out for $3.99 a month. You guys can support us, anchor.fm slash rocknewsweekly slash subscribe. Google Podcast, Amazon Audible, we're on all formats. We're on YouTube now, obviously on Twitch, twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly. Watch us every week as we go live. Uh, This week we had to do it on Sunday, just some different things pop up, so... Usually this will be the thing. If we don't do it on Friday, it'll be on Saturday or Sunday for you guys. Yep. And we'll always let you know. Make sure you guys uh, give us a follow for all those updates. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all at Rock News Weekly. Uh, new album's out. Oh, yeah. July 15th from Anthrax. Nice. Ashenspire? No, wait. Ashenspire. 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 Yes. That's where the... That's where Frodo goes for a weekend trip. That's Frodo's favorite Spire. death metal club. Yeah. The Ashen Spire. <laughs> Gonna go down to the Ashen Spire. Yeah. Behold the monolith. It's like every song is called The Ring. That's a... The Ring. The Ring. Black, oh, Behold the Monolith. Black Capricorn. Celestial oh. Wizard. Entombed. Cel- yeah. Uh, the Ever-Living God is an Astronaut. Hissing. Okay. Ian, Bur- Ian Blurton's... Future, future now with oh, a future now with an L Blurton Blurton oh yeah look at that Ian Blurton 
Oh, yes. I think this was one of our favorites last week. Mantar. Mantar. Pain is forever. I am Mantar. I have come to show you that pain is forever. And then this is Mulder from uh, the X-Files. Oh, that's right. His death metal band, <laughs> Mulder. Uh, <laughs> Orianthi, Palace, Primal Fear, Sick and Beautiful, Sinner. They all have new albums out. Oh, okay. Sinner. There you go. That's a folk band. They're good old-fashioned, you know, family fun band. Yeah. Rock news this week. Three guys charged with trying to sell stolen Hotel California lyrics. Here's a picture of them in court. They look are like they a, handcuffed? an odd couple. Yeah, they are all handcuffed. Whoa. They all have masks on, uh, and they're uh, doing their little court de- deposition they're, here. Seriously, ha- they're handcuffed? This is like a white-collar crime over there. This is crazy. I know. Glenn Horowitz... Craig Inciardi and Edward Kaczynski appear in criminal court after being di- indicted for conspiracy involving handwritten notes from the famous Eagles album Hotel California. This was uh, Tuesday, July 12th in New York. He's a, a rock memorabilia dealer. I'm glad they're handcuffed. I changed my... I, <laughs> I'm glad they're handcuffed. So a rock mem- memorabilia dealer and two other men charged Tuesday with scheming to sell... Illegally, uh, allegedly ill-gotten handwritten lyrics to the classic rock juggernaut Hotel California and other hits by the Eagles. They said the trio lied to the auction houses and buyers about the manuscript's fuzzy chain of origin, coaching the person who provided the material about what to say. Meanwhile, the men tried to thwart Eagles co-founder Don Henley and his efforts to reclaim the items. They made up stories about the origin of the documents and their right to possess them so they could turn a profit. Okay. Uh, though their lawyers, rock auctioneer Edward Kaczynski and co-defendants Glenn Horowitz and Craig Inciardi, pleaded not guilty conspiracy charges. These guys were also charged with criminal possession of stolen property, wow. and Horowitz was charged with attempted criminal possession of stolen property and two counts of hindering prosecution. Well, what, did they actually steal? Did they, like, go into some place and steal it? Like... I don't get how they even got their hands on it. Okay, so it says the writer gave a variety of explanations to Horowitz over the years of where they came from. In one email, he says that Henley's assistant sent them uh, from the musician's Malibu, California home after the writer picked them out. So that sounds odd. Why would... Oh, send these to this uh, guy. I know. Send my lyrics to them. I know, right? In another way, they say the writer found them in in a discarded in a dressing room backstage at an Eagles concert. Mm. In another, someone who worked for the band gave them to him. So there's three, he's saying three different things here. Yeah. I mean, still though, like, like how do you, I mean, Hotel California um, is probably the song that the Eagles are probably no, most known for, like around, like how do you just leave those fucking lyrics laying around for somebody to like pick up? So I like, honestly, they probably deserve to lose, lose those lyrics. It says that he had them listed for sale on his online auction site, and inquiries about their origins were looming. By 2017, Henley's lawyers got involved and asked the writer whether he had gotten the materials from another founding member, Glenn Frey. Yeah. The indictment said Frey had died the year before, so maybe that they somehow got him from his estate. Oh, yeah, yeah, somehow. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah. Pr- pretty crazy. We don't know the details, but it's all being uh, held in court right now. So I think uh, all the details are going to come out and just pretty wild. Oh, yeah. I think this could be a movie or something. You it know? probably could. Yeah. Right. It absolutely could. That's what I did on Friday. So who's going to play? Also part of what I who's going to play these guys? Uh, let's so see. That looks like Dave Grohl on yeah, the right. It's going to be Dave Grohl. Um, the middle is going to be Chris Evans. 
Okay, Chris yeah. Evans. And the left is going to be Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. What a dream team cast. <laughs> what a, that's an Oscar-winning lineup right there. Okay, yeah. check that out. This is funny, the picture that they put together. For oh, this. yeah, look at the that. Pantera reunion brother. Uh, brother, uh, we, Those aren't the Wright brothers. Those aren't the Abbott no. brothers. It's those look just, like the Marx brothers to it's me. It's just Phil Anselmo and the bassist left now, right? So yeah. it's like it's, that's that's the only members. So And I, Phil Anselmo can't even hit those. He's, didn't he's he have been like touring. Well, he's been touring with Phil Anselmo and the Illegals, and he's oh, okay. been doing Pantera stuff with that band. Gotcha. So I don't know if he's going to bring those members of the band into this group, uh, but everyone's speculating on who are they going to get to be the drummer and the guitarist for this uh, reunion tour. Dimebag Daryl Abbott and Vinnie Paul Abbott are both dead. So, And it's been generally considered that this tour has always been a pipe dream. There's yeah. been bad blood between the Abbott family and Phil Anselmo and comments he made after uh, he passed. Yep. Um it's Dimebag's uh, Zach Wild, a longtime friend uh, of, of Dimebag. Zach Wild will not be involved. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so that's what everybody's like. Oh, Zach Wild will do great at this, but he's not doing it. So I wonder if he d- wants nothing to do with it either. Oh, yeah. Booking agent Peter Papalardo said, We are thrilled to be. <laughs> Papalardo. Yeah. We are thrilled to be working with such an iconic <laughs> band and bringing their music back to the fans. His but- name is Peeper, Peter Papalardo. Yep. Oh, my God. Um, you know, honestly, I mean, shit, man. Just yesterday, I was at the gym and I was listening to Pantera like the whole time, and and I was like, oh, it'd be so great to actually see them because I I didn't make it. I didn't get to see Pantera. Yeah, I me either. Did. And I don't think I want to yep. see them with this lineup, though. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I I think it would really be yeah. kind of disrespectful to the families. I don't know how they're able to pull it off. Maybe if. We find out that the funds are going to the Abbott family in some way. Yeah. That would be kind of cool. And oh, they're, yeah. And they're involved and they give their blessing. But I don't know. I, they, I just don't know. That'd be worth it. Metal Morris, our friend Metal Morris, he got to see Pantera live. Yeah, I know how twice. he feels about it. Yeah. Yeah, he got to see him live early on. He's in the camp of, you know, I got to see him. Yeah. Don't care for this new lineup incarnation, and I think I'm in that. I didn't get to see him, but unfortunately, I don't know if I'm going to see this or not. Yeah. Anyway. That's happening in 2023, so check that out. But that happening this weekend, or this Friday, Ozzy is headed to Comic-Con. Oh, okay. September 9th. Uh, well, September 9th is when the new album comes out, Patient Number 9. But this weekend, Friday, July 22nd, he's going to be at San Diego's Comic-Con International Convention. Uh, he's going to be working with Todd McFarlane to reveal artwork for the limited edition McFarlane design comic oh, book. Oh, yeah. Which Love is good. Todd and McFarlane. look at, so here's like uh, some of the artwork. We don't yeah. know if this is going to be part of the comic book or not, but I think it might be. I think it's going to be patient number nine. It's going to be themed on that single. And McFarlane based stuff is really good. Tom, oh, yeah. if for people that know McFarlane toys and some of the comics, Spawn, that Spawn that he's invo- involved with are, are some of the best ones out there. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they're going to be there along the Stern Pinball Rebellion Republic booth uh, with uh, doing signings for fans. Okay. They're going to reveal the artwork for the limited edition comic book as well. It's part of the uh, Patient Number no. 9 special edition album packages. Apparently, if you go to Ozzy's website and you get this special package, you're going to get this comic book that they're going to reveal at Comic-Con. All so. right. All right. Cool. Pretty cool. Nicely done. Um, it's a limited edition black vinyl with a McFarlane artwork. can be pre-ordered here. 
And so the vinyl is going to have that on on the uh, the vinyl itself. I mean, you can't really beat it. You got Ozzy, um, you got Todd McFarlane, who's just amazing. Um, it's you know good good artwork. A probably probably a pretty dope storyline if it's going to be a graphic novel type right. type thing. It's probably going to be pretty awesome. Um, McFarlane's camp has kind of fell off the map a little bit, like in the popular media, but it's always had a strong cult following. So like you said, with the toys. And um, like all of the the figurines and, and yep. the comics and everything that he's been involved with the movies even, um, it's just been awesome. So good for Ozzy, and he's getting out yeah. after um, all that uh, medical stuff that he was going through, surgery and stuff. So good to see he's back out doing doing stuff with the fans. Do you think they're ever gonna do a Spawn uh, movie remake? Because they Ooh, had yeah, Michael. Yeah, that's a good idea. I don't know. Michael White was uh, the did Spawn. And, he, and it was it was a pretty good John Leguizamo. Yeah, um, I think they should redo there. it. I mean, it's been long enough, right? Yeah, like, it's been over ten years or something, right? Yeah, and you know what? Now that I think about it, when I, I was watching that the Doctor Strange movie last night, and they had like, you know, his cape, like his Doctor Strange's cape has is like a sentient kind of being, right? Like, and it's it just the graphics are pretty on point. Like, in Spawn also has his kind of big yeah, giant cape it's its and stuff. Thing. That, yeah, yeah. Like, they could probably do it and get away with it with it. Graphics the way they're now. That's a good point. Yep. Um, all right. This happened this week, this past <gasps> week. Guns N' Roses did um, gave their blessing for this cover played by a thousand musicians known as the Rockin' One Thousand. Mm. And I think we've seen stuff like this before. Yeah. On, and I wanted to show you guys. I'll I'll share the video footage. I had some video footage of them doing this. We saw uh, Hero. We watched Hero. The That's last right. Time. Yeah. And that was about a month. It seems like they do it like once a month. So let's uh, let's do this. So this is the Rockin' One Thousand doing Guns N' Roses, Paradise City, and for everybody listening, it's a huge arena with about I don't know two hundred. 300 drummers, 200, 300 guitarists, yeah. 200, 300 bass players, 200, 300 singers. I don't know how they divide it. Maybe it's like 250 of each, something like that. But it's impressive. They're all wearing monitors, headphones. Yeah. Yeah, it's very impressive. They got the, they got the drummers like set up on one side, the guitarists over here. Yeah. They have some keyboardists. Absolutely. You got a dude in a pink jacket. Oh yeah, they do have the keyboardists. I, is there? Yeah, I didn't realize it was keyboards. Yeah, yeah there is. Yeah, I guess yeah. it depends on the song. Yeah, they got keyboardists here. They got bassists. Oh, look at that guy! There's a huge giant lug glasses. <laughs> the guy with his shirt off and plays that looks cold. It's kind of yeah. a trip. No, it's a total trip. I mean, you would think with this many. Um, Different, uh, like too, like too many instruments, the sound would get kind of drowned out, right? Kind of funky, but it works. All the vocals, it seems like, are women, yeah, which is kind of cool. I bet they rehearse about maybe 10 or 15 times before actually filming it just to get the timing right. Yeah, everybody kind of has their own personal timing with songs, um, unless they're having it fed through the, the uh, headphones. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. I think yeah. there's some way that maybe one of the headphones is them and one of the headphones is the general mix. Yeah. But imagine being the sound guy for a show like that. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? You're like, ah. Okay, then the guys come in. Oh, wow. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. They got fire. They got flames going. And then they've got a bunch of people watching yep. it, too. Like a big old crowd. I just saw Gavin Rosdale. <laughs> he was one of the singers. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah it's, cool. it's kind of cool, right? Yeah. Nicely uh, done. And, you know, in other countries, I, I think it's really big, too, that they they cover a lot of, like, tracks. They yeah. love American tracks or uh, tracks from other countries. And so that kind of stuff is really big over there. So they're they're not neat. doing something basic like the intro to We Will Rock You. It's actually like a song that, <laughs> that it's, you know, no, it's more involved. It's really good. So right on. That's pretty cool. cool. Uh, Jack Black uh, opening up, kind of spilling the beans about the upcoming Tenacious D concept album. God, I love Tenacious D so much. So he was talking with Ozark and Arrested Development actor, Smartless Podcast co-host, Jason Bateman. Nice. And so he's one half of the rock group with Kyle Glass, or Kyle Gass, I think is, uh, that's Kyle Gass. Yeah, yeah, that's Kyle wrong, Gass. that's a, that's a yeah. typo. Uh, he said that the project is in the works. He says, I'm playing music with Kyle Gass. We're still touring, and we got a very big project coming up that I can't really tell you about. Nice. And he says, we have a concept album coming down the pike. No JB word on the KG. album's release date. Uh, the post-apocalyptico came out in 2018, so that sounds kind of cool. Right? Oh, I love it. I love it. If you um, had to guess on what the concept album would be, what do you think it would some kind of a theme behind it? Uh, well, they, they already... They, like in space... They already kind of do that, like the Rise of the Phoenix, you know, that's, that song is like their kind of real kind of comedic kind of rise to right. the challenge. Yeah, right. Like that's that was pretty cool. <laughs> um, you know, the um, their debut album, actually tr- a tremendous album. There's a lot of like kind of summoning demons, like kind of is element that, uh, to Pick it. Pick a Destiny, is it, that their debut? No, no they had the, a different one. They had the one before the... Their debut album um, actually followed the HBO series. Uh-huh. So most of the songs that were in the HBO series, which is a fucking phenomenal show. Right. If, if our audience, if you have never seen the Tenacious D show on HBO, you have to watch it. It's that good. Uh, I mean, it propelled them into yeah. you know, what they are now, you know, after like playing in coffee shops and shit. But, uh, um, but no, I think, uh, I think it's kind of, if probably, I bet you anything, it's going to be like, JB and KG like go into like the pits of hell and they meet the devil and like <laughs> right. you know they, they've got this whole conquering the devil crossroads type thing going on here but uh, um That's I don't cool. know uh, somehow or another like <clears throat> they're going to have like the ghost of Ronnie James Dio is going to be involved Yeah that'd be awesome Yeah you know Wendy Dio's still around and still like she, she did that stuff with Stranger Things Yeah she's going to be a part of it she's got to be just no doubt gotta maybe be. all the Stranger Things cast is going to be in there singing or something at some point very cool can't wait yeah. to see it's that. gonna be fun uh oasis marking the 25th <laughs> anniversary of be here now i think i heard they're gonna be doing uh, the snowbound british pub tour oh yeah uh actually um that that documentary is uh is has did that documentary already come out i don't think it's come out yet no it's it's still unreleased it's still in the works yeah uh, we'll actually play the ad for it uh following this but i wanted to show you guys the promo video for the uh, Be Here Now thing that uh, Oasis is doing, so check it out. It's just him throwing a plum. (laughs) (laughs) Throwing a plum. (laughs) Throwing a a bag of chips. Yeah, a bag bag of of chips at the crowd, isn't it? Isn't it? be 
honest, this album really wasn't as big as everybody uh, thought it was going to be. Yeah. It was kind of a lukewarm uh, follow-up to such an amazing album for them. I mean, on, to be honest with you, like, they're all right. They are kind of, they fall in the overrated category, yeah. especially for us here in America. Maybe for you guys in the UK, it's a little different, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, they were huge. Uh, I remember watching the Netflix documentary, and it was them and Blurs, and they were this big UK competition for years, like head-to-head hits. Yep. They hated each other, too. Fucking hated each other, That's, like in a British, in a very British way. I know, right? All right, so, well, for uh, Oasis fans... That's happening. Check it out. 25th anniversary edition. Uh, when's it going to be coming out? Let me see here. Um, be here now. August 19th. It'll be the 25th anniversary of Oasis's. Uh, oh, it's their third album. I mean, excuse me. We have some. Um, That's why I think maybe I overlooked it. We have some uh, uh, audience members on the, the podcast from Great Britain. And, um, that's and right. You guys I, can always. I think they in. know. I think they know about this uh, British pub documentary that's coming up. Yeah. So I think this is a good time to take that ad break. So check it out if you guys haven't heard the story about it. Here it is. And now a message from one of our sponsors. It was the storm of the decade, and for a little pub in Britain, it turned into an aura that no one could imagine. Hello, everyone. We're an Oasis cover band, and we only know about five of their songs. No one was prepared for that absolutely sinister situation that was about to unfold. Well, actually, about six songs if you include our experimental jazz odyssey that will debut for you all tonight. Woo! The storm was so severe that 60 people were stuck inside for two days with an Oasis cover band that one Yelp review described as A pretty good Oasis cover band if you gnashed out your knickers. Keep drinking, they'll be better. Alright folks, let's keep calm. Even though we're out of food and out of ale, we can still have fun, yeah? I hate this and I want to cut my ears off. These guys are so bad. Tensions run high. As the crowd finds out the drummer has been stockpiling the food in his kick drum. Hey bloke, that's raw meat and crisps inside your kick drum, isn't it? He's a hoarder! Burn him alive! Burn him alive! Hey guys, don't look back in anger! Come on, come on! Quickly, a Lord of the Flies situation evolves. And a hierarchy is established within the pub. Women and children, over there. Men and able-bodied people that can lift 50 pounds or more, stand in that corner. We need to stop burning these bodies before the flies get them. During this time, the Oasis cover band has built a makeshift cage around them to protect themselves. Like the band in the movie Roadhouse, where the lead singer is blind and everyone throws bottles at them, but they say safe. Stop playing the same five songs over and over again, it sucks. Boo! Boo you! Boo! Pops on you! Hey, it's not our fault! They only told us we needed to fill a 35-minute set! Oh god! They found a weakness in our protective cage! And our, they're gnawing at our feet! Ah! My god! 
The crowd quickly turns cannibalistic and resort to extreme measures for survival. Hey guys, false alarm! The road has been open for at least a day now. I don't think it's been more than actually 24 hours of the road being closed. Isn't that funny? Hope everything's okay. Oh, oh my god! Oh! That's right, don't miss the new series Snow Hell 2021 Cannibalistic Oasis cover band in a snowbound English pub. It's the new series on Netflix coming out this fall. No really, who let the fucking American bloke in the pub? <laughs> What was I, that? What was that all about? I, I I don't even think that's a real thing. I, I I haven't even seen that Netflix documentary yet. I heard that uh that uh Liam Gallagher actually Oh he is, sued Yeah, he sued them, right? Well he sued them and then he asked if he could play the lead singer of the cover band <laughs> in the documentary. Oh, right. And they just said no. Nah, yeah. We're looking for someone more authentic. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty it's gonna be pretty impressive. I think I it's it's I'm I'm guessing it's gonna be one of Netflix number ones. Um, but oh, who yeah. knows, you know? Who knows? It may surpass, uh, I don't know what's number one on Netflix right now. <laughs> it's Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Yeah, it may. I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a stretch. I don't know. I know. Eddie's guitar scene, I guess. It's like, you know, it's very hard to beat that right now. <laughs> this was cool. The Fallout Boy did this this week. They donated $100,000 to their hometown in Highland Park in Illinois. Oh, uh, to every town. Well, yeah, Every Town is an organization that advocates yeah. for gun control in the wake of the July 4th yep. shootings in Highland Park, Illinois. Uh, they said, quote, Chicago's where we grew up. We're heartbroken for the families and the entire community of Highland Park. So yeah. good for Fall Out Boy doing that. Oh, I, yeah. What the hell are they doing with, uh, looks like the people from, um, oh, yeah. The, what is that, Never Ending Story or something? No, it's, um, <laughs> oh, Where the Wild Things Are. Oh, Where the Wild it, Things yeah, Are. Yeah, it looks like they've, yeah, what is going I on there? I have no idea. It's very strange. That is a strange picture to and choose. And they've got, look, they've got Charlie from It's Always Sunny back there. He is hanging out. That's Mac, isn't it? Yeah, it's, uh, no, behind Mac <laughs> is Charlie. Remember when he's back in the limousine, he's throwing up blood? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. He ate those blood capsules? <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's a fantastic scene. Okay, check oh, it I out. Oh, about this. Yeah, look at Zach De La Rocha. When you go to Rage Against the Machine show, you don't expect him to be sitting down. Yeah. But apparently that's what happened because he broke his leg or twisted his ankle. Yeah. Uh, we still don't know the official thing. Uh, he injured his leg during the Chicago show uh, on July 11th in Chicago. And he also called out the Supreme Court during the whole thing, basically saying abort the Supreme Court. Yeah. Uh, you know, Rage Against the Machine never shying away from some political controversy. But They've uh, got this whole concert live. You can see it. Yeah. Um, not this one, but they're, the the opening of this tour that they're doing. Right. Uh, but, yeah, I actually um, I read up on this, and he actually tells the audience. He's like, I don't know what I did, but I fucked up my leg hella bad. <laughs> but we still have seven songs, and we're going to rock them. Yeah. Like, I mean, hats off to Zach De La Rocha. I mean, it's, yeah. it's he's he's. He's a little, he's probably got about maybe five or six years on me. So, you know, he's getting kind of up there. Yeah. So Can't be uh, r jumping off the yep. stage monitors like he was in the 90s, right? Yeah. Yep. Well, get better. Um, love love R-A-T-M. Love all right. Last semi-political thing of the week. Uh, but I thought this was kind of funny that the descendants had to go out and make a post about it and disavow. Uh, the, the use of their shirt by this guy that was one of the Oath Keepers. Yeah. Jason Van Tattenhove, a spokesperson for the far-right group, the Oath, Oath Keepers, was seen this week wearing a Descendants shirt. And so some of the fans started tagging Descendants in like, hey, do you guys see this? 
What do you think about this? And so Descendants oh, wow. had to go on social media and make a statement saying, we completely disavow groups like the Oath Keepers and in no way condone their hateful ideology. Descendants, July 12th, 2022. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of sad that they had to do that, but, you know. I mean, this guy actually, uh, he he's one of those dumbasses, but he actually... Uh, he essentially threw the Oath Keepers under the bus during this. Yeah. And I mean, rightly so. I mean, he like they fucking deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> like he basically just kind of unloaded and said, "Hey, like it started off with like a couple of other Van Totten, Halven, Van Hausers, Van all hanging out." <laughs> and he was like, if you listen to it, I listened to the testimony. He's like, it kind of went wild. Uh, it, it started getting racist. Things started getting crazy. Like, all of a sudden, we're getting fueled up. And then and then he was like, I didn't even mean to go in, but I just did. And it's and it just, yeah, it makes, oh, you well, just who slap, cares? makes you slap your head. Like, it doesn't take a whole lot to convince people to do stuff. Yeah, they're stupid. Um, here at um, in Merced, we actually had a group of people that, that uh, heard a rumor that there was going to be a takeover at a gas station about a year and a half ago. So they all got in their trucks and went over to the gas station. It was like the Chevron. And they, like, they like had armed people, like, at the gas station, like, you know, just waiting for, like, an insurrection or something. And and it's, it was that easy to convince a bunch of people to go guard a gas station. Yeah. It was crazy so weird. times, man. So weird. Let's move on to some more rock news, though, shall we? Oh, yeah. Time for some rock birthdays, so it's time for our rock transition yes. into some rock birthday time. So let's do it. Metalocalypse, baby. All right, it's time for some rock birthdays. Charles, take it away. All right, rock birthdays, yes. I love it. Um, Let's get this. Uh... All right, okay, so he's looking. You guys on that are listening to the podcast on Monday. You guys can't see Roger McQuinn, but Roger McQuinn looks so jovial. That's the only way I could describe him in this birthday picture. He looks jovial. He's just sitting in his backyard in his little pool house. He's just pulled out this acoustic Doesn't he kind of look like Hank Hill? He like, kind of looks like Hank Hill. He's like, Bobby, listen listen to I my I got guitar. a great riff, I'll tell you what. Riff. He's he's the singer-guitarist from The Bairds. From The Bairds. The Bairds. It's from The Birds, but no, Beards. I always wondered, like, why did they spell it that way? Because it's, it's cool, man. It's Beards. from the 60s, dude. It's from The Bairds. Nah, he's man. 80 years young, and he is rocking that sports jacket with a black t-shirt. He's oh, looking look at good. this guy. Igor Koroshev. He's the former keyboardist, a uh, keyboardist from Yes. I want to say to Igor Karashev. Happy birthday, happy. <laughs> the way he's like, he's looking at us like, no, don't you, you tell anyone. You don't know it's my birthday. No, he's pointing it. If you guys could see it on Twitch, you can see it. But he's pointing at the camera. He's like, don't you tell, don't you tell people that I look <laughs> at people in their sleep. Uh, Richie Sambora. All right, nice. What does Richie Sambora remind me of in this picture? Um, a, a soccer mom accepting award at the PTA. He does look like a sock. He looks like sh- he thank looks like you. Sharon Osbourne. <laughs> yeah, he l- I'd like to thank you yeah. for the years of support. Yeah, he does. I, uh, I just want to say that I didn't go to a hairstylist, but my husband Jonathan disbarred <laughs> me um, last night. I think it looks Poor good. Richie. It's a little pumped up. He's a guitarist. He from is bon Jovi, years I think, old. Right? Bon from Bon Jovi. He's not even from any band. It just I says guitarist. Yeah, I think he is Bon Jovi. Yeah. Oh, you gotta give Christine McVie uh, uh, props here. She's awesome. 
She's the former key singer keyboardist of Fleetwood Mac. She's only been involved in about 15 romance scandals with Fleet within <laughs> just all, all right. within Fleetwood Mac. She's 79. She looks great for 79. She does. She looks fantastic. So keep, keep rocking it. Um, oh, look at that. Jason Bonham, a drummer, son of Led Zeppelin, drummer John Bonham, who is a legend. A legend. Actually, I think that's Stone Cold Steve Austin. It does look like Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> I think that's Stone Cold about to do the stunner on the it kit does, there. It does. It does. He's uh, uh, he's just like looking for his neck victim. You can see him right give there. Give me a hell yeah. Yeah. Give me a Coors Light. Yeah, he is 56, and I'm actually kind of – I didn't think he was that old. I, I Yeah. 56? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's – that's interesting. Look at this guy Artemis. playing a mean tambourine. Oh, dude. Yeah. Artemis Pile. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was, uh, he just recently was the only tambourine player in the thousand people who played Guns of Roses Paradise City. <laughs> he was the only tambourine that, player. That's from the show. That's actually yeah. a picture from that show. He is the former drummer of Leonard Skinner. He is 74 and happy birthday. Uh, Peter Lewis, singer-guitarist from Moby Grape, which is the side project from Moby, the techno-ish <laughs> pop that is not icon true. That from is the not true. late 90s, Moby. That is um, not true. Yeah, 77. They just eat grapes. It's the band Moby, but they just eat grapes. <laughs> and uh, Marky Ramone, drummer of the Ramones. Hats off to Marky Ramone. I love you. Uh, Ramones was, like most people, was one of my, one of my introductions into... Uh, semi-punk rock music. The Ramones yeah, and the Sex Pistols. But, like, he's 70 years old. Disputed! But I have to say that you and the Sex Pistols, when I was 15, somebody told me, it was some an older person told me, if you're gonna start getting into punk rock music, you have to fucking listen to the Ramones and the Sex Pistols. You have to start there. And I was like, okay. And sure enough, like, I, I listened to them. It's and good advice. It's, it, and it was it was the beginning of, like, my punk rock adventure for That's a while. Awesome. So. Uh, Trevor Horn does not look like a Trevor Horn. Um, he looks like a producer of movies. Uh, well, he is a record producer. Oh, okay. So uh, yeah. he wasn't a band. Uh, he looks. Uh, yeah, he looks like he could be some. You know, he looks like he could be a, a producer slash director of movies. Wait, go back. A former member of the Buggles. So that's a video that's a Harry killed Potter. the radio star. Oh yeah. That, oh, that's that was it? that was that group. The Buggles. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that was the group. Yeah, they were the oh. first video on MTV. That's their claim to fame. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, good for you, man. I that's 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 pretty pretty decent song. He is seventy three years mine, young. And in my car. Yeah, he does this a lot, like Devo. He does. That bass isn't even plugged in. No, it's not. They they just haven't had the heart yeah. to tell him. They ju they Jason <laughs> Newsteaded him his entire life. <laughs> Poor Jason. I know. God. All right, he's seventy three. Okay, uh, who's next? Oh, Joe Satriani, who I've met, and I have his autograph. Uh, guitarist. Really cool guy, Chick right? Foot. Oh, he's so so he's so cool. He's so cool. He's a big fan of the show. A huge fan. Um, he is so fucking cool. This guy is so nice. Uh, Deep Purple, Mick Jagger. He is 66 years young, and he looks really good. He's got a new solo album out, too, that just came out uh, oh, yeah. in March, and it's it's really good. Uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, he is, God, he's an amazing guitarist. Um, you know, that's what he does. That's all he does, right? So it's just it's He just also guitar. dresses up on the side as a Christian Bale cosplay from American Psycho. It does look quite a and bit like he, that. And then you see how white that guitar is? It's about to be smashed yeah, with, across with blood. Jared, yeah, across Jared Leto's yeah, face. Yeah, right. 
Um, so it's kind of a little fun thing he does on the side. He's actually dressed up like one of the members of Pucifer on the Eris Conti tour. Ah, he looks it looks just like he could have been. Like he could have been on that tour. Yeah, he could have been with the alien face. <laughs> right. Yeah, that is his kind of thing. All right, so let's get to some trivia. All right, it's time for some this week in rock and roll history trivia. So let's get our trivia theme going. Where's my trivia? There you are. Trivia time. <laughs> Rock and roll history trivia. <laughs> That's right. This week in yes. rock and roll history trivia, guys. This week in 1974, this band opened for opened their recording studio in London, and it's the first in the world designed for quadraphonic recording. Ooh. So who did this studio? Who was the innovators here? Was it a Black Sabbath? Was it B, The Who? Was it C, The Moody Blues? Okay. Or was it D, Crosby's Cadaver Collective? David Crosby with bodies he dug up from a local cemetery, propped up on stage with quirky instruments placed in their cold, dead hands while singing ancient Himalayan tribal chants while swinging violently at a children's pinata filled with used diabetic syringes. Ooh, that's a lot. That that's is, a lot to take in. That is quite a quite a show there. That man. is quite a show. Um, so what do you think on that? Well, I know the answer. It's definitely D, Crosby's Cadaver Collective. You think he was on the cutting edge of quadraphonic sound? Well, I watched the documentary on this one right here, and, and strangely enough, all of those people that he dug up from the local cemetery and the quadraphonic quadraphonic sound that, that they came out with was so inspirational that they just slapped some Chuck E. Cheese um, no, costumes no on them. Kidding. And now, when I, you for the longest time That's for how years, that, that was the origin of that. that. That was who was inside the costumes. It was all these dead people. From, <laughs> from Crosby's Cadaver <laughs> Collective. Cadaver Collective. No, nobody knew. Yeah, absolutely. All these years. Absolutely. Wow. Um, you know what? Actually, I think that happened in 1975, not 1974. Uh, I have my facts wrong. I'm going to change it to the Moody Blues. Changing it to the Moody yep, Blues? Changing it to the Moody Blues. Well, that's a good change because surprisingly, that is the answer. Check it out. Here's the Moody Blues from that era. Oh, mustache. And here's a picture of the quadraphonic sound. Doesn't look that fancy. No. But at the time... That was a big deal. Yeah. Quadraphonic sound recording studio. And apparently Moody Blues had the first in the world uh, this week in 1974 at their recording studio in London. All right. Yeah. So we got one more trivia question. Why don't we play the intro again for you guys? Because the intro is just such a good intro. It's part of us. It's part of us. It's part of you. In rock and roll history. Trivia. That's right. Yes. It is this week in rock and roll history trivia part two. In 1967, guys, this band began their first U.S. tour in Seattle. They were opening for Herman's Hermits <laughs> and the Blues Magoos. Herman's Hermits <laughs> and the Blues Magoos. Right. That, that's not a. Those aren't that, that geriatric is, bands that came are, straight out of a retirement home. <laughs> hey, I just. What? I just want to play my... I love blues, Magoos. play my harpsichord. They're my favorite. I just... I just want to play my tambourine. I, <laughs> former Leonard Skinner. Um, is it A, yes. Yes. B, the Rolling Stones. C, the Who. 
Or is it D, David Crosby and friends? Aww. David Crosby with a sheep herding dog, a plate full of Peruvian flake, and an old phonograph that played old Winston Churchill speeches through a wax cylinder at an uncomfortably loud volume. Ooh. That was kind of a weird Ooh. side project he had. Oh, I love that. I love that experimental period yeah, in, in he was, David Crosby's life. Yeah, he was really life. trying to push the envelope back then. Yeah, he was. And for whatever reason, during that time, he spoke with an Irish accent. Some, it yeah, made, it was unexplainable. It made it made it just it just kind of came out of nowhere. He walked in the studio and he was like, "What are you guys doing today?" <laughs> and they were like, what? "Uh, David, you David, okay? What's wrong with you? Did you have a stroke?" Yeah, uh, I love that David Crosby and Friends. Um, let's see. So Lalo will probably listen to this podcast later, and uh, and I'm gonna give him a few minutes to. Okay, Lalo, is it a yes? B, The Rolling Stones, C, The Who, or D, David Crosby and Friends. <laughs> okay, time's up. Only the band Yes would open for Herman's Herberts, Hermits and Blues Magoos. So you're going with yes? I'm going with A. Yes. yes. Well, you would be wrong. Oh, Here is the shit. actual. Look at, I got the poster. At Day oh, AR. Look at it. It's Day AR, air conditioned constitutional hall. <laughs> wow. That's actually kind of like very similar to what like places are called now, though. I know, right? Yeah, it's like, you know, Rob Seinberg's pillowcases emporium. <laughs> <laughs> All in person, direct from England. Look, it's just their faces. Herman's Hermits, The Who, special guest stars. The Blues Magoos. The Blues Magoos. They didn't. They weren't cool enough to get their photos on there. They had to draw them. Wow, look at the price on that. $250, $350, $450. Look at all of their hair. It's all the same. They all look like that one kid from Stranger Things with the bowl cut. Yeah, they all have that. That was like the Beatle hair, hairdo, right? Wow, look at that. So there yeah, you go. That's impressive. The Who's first U.S. tour, 1967. Wow. So there you go. Uh, succession, Ted Lasso. And the White Lotus leading the Emmy Awards. So I have a list of some of the ones for outstanding drum series. We're not going to talk about all of them. Okay. But I just want to throw them out there in case people are looking for some new interest, interesting stuff to watch. Gotcha. And we can mention if we talked to, or if we've seen any of these. So these are the nominees. Better Call Saul, Euphoria, Ozark, Severance, Squid Game, Stranger Things, Succession, Yellow Jackets. So... How many of those have you seen? Um, I love Squid Game. I'm one of those people Me that too. bought into the hype. I love that was it. A good one. Um, I watched the first couple of episodes of Yellow Jackets, and it was really good. It was really gritty. It's got Christina Ritchie. Yeah, I haven't seen that um, one yet. Yeah, it's 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 really gritty. Uh, but we we just couldn't we just didn't have enough time to get into it. I haven't seen any of these other things. Uh, I'm gonna call out another show that's nominated for eight Emmys. That is tremendously good, and it's Moon Knight. Moon Knight's nominated for oh, eight yeah, Emmys, nice. but in a different category. Right. Um, but, I mean, that's it. I've never seen Ozark, but I heard it's really good. I know my, my buddies Jesse and Matt, they love that show. Never seen Better Call Saul, but I heard that one's really good, too. Have you seen Breaking Bad? Never seen Breaking Bad, oh, okay. not a single episode. Um, but everything else, I haven't seen anything of the of the other stuff. I haven't. Yeah, I've seen Stranger Things, but I've never seen season four. I haven't seen the latest season either. Yeah. I haven't seen any of those other shows except for Better yeah. Call Better Call Saul. It's the season four of Stranger Things is so hyped right now with the whole scene with Eddie playing Master of Puppets. It's like a little too. Yeah, that kind of stuff turns me. me off. I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, did you hear this? They're gonna try and do flag football Ooh. in the Olympics. Ooh. So the the Olympics, uh, American football has 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 never been in the Olympics since 1932. Yeah, 
That was the last time they did it, and now they're trying to get it in there by doing flag football. Yeah. In the 2028 Olympics. What do you think of that? I think that is cute. It looks so lame. I honestly, to tell you the truth, I like. I know we probably have some football fans out here in, in our audience, probably more than you know, probably a, a big, a big sure. amount of them. But I, I'm just not a football guy. I'm Me either. Not, and I'm not into I it. don't know. This doesn't look like. I just. It almost sounds just so so cheesy. Like yeah. flag football in the Olympics. I, oh, I, yeah. I just don't see that as being an Olympic sport. But hey, what do I know? I mean, I don't think the Olympics would. I mean, they. I mean, rugby is pretty brutal, but it's still not as brutal. It's still not as brutal. Yeah, why as isn't American rugby football? in there? Why? Well, yeah. You know, I guess maybe because it's too brutal or something. Maybe yeah. that's why they want flag football because yeah. it's safer. Something I don't know for sure. All right. Well, uh, last story of the week. It's under weekly WTF here. A woman fined two thousand six hundred and sixty-four dollars for her sandwich. What? Because she was traveling to Australia, she failed to declare her sandwich she purchased at a Singapore airport. Whoa! And because the uh, the sandwich apparently had two ingredients from her international sandwich, chicken and lettuce, that she did not fill out on the customs form. Oh, wow. And so she may be on the hook for the fine. They may, like, let her, but it kind of got headlines for it, so. Yeah, whoever runs that sandwich shop, you better A, pay that fine, or B, give her, like, free sandwiches Isn't that kind of crazy? When you, I was thinking about when you're traveling around and doing stuff like that you you're at the airport in singapore you're gonna yeah. get some lunch you get your subway sandwich you get on the plane yeah how are you to know that that you need to check that in customs i'm 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 actually afraid to basically travel <laughs> anywhere at this that's point crazy. yeah like that's wild I, like me. they can they can there's all kinds of stuff shady stuff that goes on at airports i know man that just it's scary man crazy all right well that's it for us this week on the rock news weekly podcast Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all at Rock News Weekly. Check out everything, rocknewsweekly.com. If you enjoyed our episode, however you're listening, please rate it in the podcast in the Apple and Google stores. We really do appreciate it. And we'll see you guys next week. All right, have a good one. Peace. Peace. Have a good night, guys. We will see you next time. Have a good rest of your afternoon or morning, week. See ya.